0: Children's books! Why, what, and how? Fuse eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Hi, hi, here we are in my smelly basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh it's homey. Yes, it? my homey smelly basement. <laughs> <laughs> in my home. So we are we are not recording in Kate's apartment for once. Uh we are recording in my Oddly soundproof, uh, in spite of my two young children. Smelly but very quiet basement. Yes, I like it. And we missed. Uh, we missed a huge milestone. Last episode. What? Well, we didn't celebrate the fact that that was our tenth anniversary. Okay, not tenth anniversary, <laughs> but it was our tenth episode. If you consider every episode a year, as I do. <laughs> Then that was our 10th anniversary. So happy 10th anniversary, Kate! Happy 10th anniversary. Hurrah! And that was actually my favorite episode so far. Um, and I think it was many people's favorite episode. Uh, a lot of people came back saying they liked it very, very much. And there's one very simple reason why. Because everyone hates it? Yes! It oh. is much more amusing to hear people talking about books they loathe as opposed to books they actually like. So we should um, just do crappy books. That's the temptation, but you you need to fight that temptation. Fight it. Why? Fight. Oh. We'll do it for ratings week, but I I don't think we should like <laughs> do it for you know, when we when we need to get our numbers up, then we can be like, Oh look, here's a book. Everybody it's hard to find one that's universally like just loathed. You can do it though. There's there's, no, you can't no. <laughs> actually. No, it does. there are even defenders of Berenstain Bears and the Bully. So, no. Okay. Oh look, I was gonna make some bread pudding and give it to you as an anniversary pudding, um, as is the customary gift for tenth anniversaries. But uh, but I, I didn't make the pudding. The the stale bread is still upstairs. So. Well. You know, pudding for you. But the people mm. don't know that, so I could be like, oh my god, this is so good. Is like, it, 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 Oh my gosh, that was amazing! Wait, put down that pudding. I made that for a wedding shower for tomorrow. Stop it! Aww. sorry, I've just denied you your non-existent pudding. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> All right, so last week uh, we did, we did, we did a. Ba- I'm gonna say it was a bad book. We did a bad, bad book. It was a horrible. book. It was book. a horrible book. It Bears in the Bully. A one out of ten. Not recommended. Matthew, by Fusing and Kate. Uh, but what do we do on this? What do we do on this podcast? When we talk about books whether they're crappy or great. Yes, we do, <laughs> and we determine once and for all whether they are crappy or great, and that one on the crappy side. Yep, the universe demands that we balance it out with something uh, on the opposite side. Now, the reason I liked that episode so much was I had so much stuff to talk about. So many things to pull in about the Berenstain's. stains. And they're bears, uh, so I figured this time I'd go a different route, get a book that is regarded as very good, and 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 has almost no information that I can pull on it whatsoever. So that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> so let's see how that goes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out the book here. Drum roll, please. Ba-da-ba! Uh. Lan Popo? Lon Popo. Lan Popo. Lan Popo. Bah. it's and if you can't really see, it because as I may have mentioned, we're in a very dark basement. But the subtitle is A Red Riding Hood Story from China. Ah. It is by Ed Young. Now, here is a question for you, madam. Uh this was actually oh, and I should mention. This was this is a little listener suggestion. This comes from uh, Alyssa Gall. Uh if you folks want to suggest books, uh, that we should do. You can always do so at viewskate at gmail.com. But that's the thing with this one. Um, yeah, it's it's. There I, I thought it said low popo mm-hmm. at first. I thought that was L O H. Nope. That's a that's an N. That's an N. Okay. Now this came out. I Does should... lawn popo mean devil eyes of a wolf? Cause. Well, sure, yeah. That's... I mean, it's a Red Riding Hood tale, of course. It won the Caldecott. Now, you can see that this edition must have... This is an old, old edition. There's no metal. There's no shiny metal on here. There should be a shiny gold medal. The fact that there is not means that this has been in constant circulation from the moment it was purchased prior to its win in 1990. Um, in 1990, you were you were how old, Missy? Uh, Six... What a perfect age to read this book. I don't know, that cover's You were not, you were not read this book? Um, No teacher at Parkwood-Upjohn Elementary in Kalamazoo, Michigan read you this book? If they did, I was too busy coloring. This just (laughs) adds to my litany of things that I hold against the children's librarians of Parkwood-Upjohn Elementary. Can you name one of their names? Uh... (coughs) I had her too! Yeah! Yeah! Uh. No. The answer is no. You can't remember her name. You know why you can't remember her name? Because she never introduced herself. That's why. As far as I can determine, these women never recommended a book to me. If there was more than one, there might have been more than one. I don't know. All we did was we went in and we played Oregon Trail and we were grateful. Yep. Yep. And we were not read delightful books. Nope. Like Lon Popo, which came out in 1990 and you should have seen. So... We are going to write a great wrong. You're going to take this book. You're going to read it. Okay? All right, do it. While Kate is catching up on her reading, uh, let's go past the old, uh, old quiz quest question from last week. Uh, you may have recalled that I asked what Stan and Jan Berenstain's very first children's book was. It wasn't their first book as that delightful What Dr. Freud Didn't Tell You, that book, That they did that one, oh, long before. But when they decided to actually shift gears and uh, and do stuff for the kiddos, uh, their very first book was The Honey Hunt, which was very sweet, unless you consider it uh, an extension of that Dr. Freud book, in which case it's disgusting. Um, or I'm disgusting for bringing it up, which is far more likely. All right, this week's quiz question is less about Lon Popo and more about another Ed Young book. Which... Ed Young manuscript, So, for what book, was stolen off his porch so that he had to redo all the art from scratch. What book was that? Same illustrator author, Ed Young. What book was that? And we're back. Hello. Hi. You finished a book. I did. That wasn't that long. No, yeah. It's a perfectly good book. Yeah. To read by yourself upstairs, alone. While my children scream, <laughs> so that's fun. That's fun for you. Uh, yeah. So, but oh, <laughs> silly me. <laughs> Here I am about to talk about a book, but these kind people don't know what this book's about, Kate. Oh. Yeah, they should find out. Should they? They should. Maybe oh, what a, what's this I'm doing? Uh, what the, am I doing? The robot. Is that the dance I'm doing? That's that's the dance I'm doing. I guess. It's also the voice you're gonna be doing. Oh, no. When you read the description of the book, Destroy Sister. <laughs> abort. Abort. <laughs> one one 0 0, zero one, one Urge to kill rising. <laughs> rising. Falling. Rising. <laughs> Falling. If we can work one Simpsons reference into every podcast, <laughs> we'll be sued. But we'll still feel good about it. All right, so here we go. Let's get some robot on. On their grandmother's birthday, three children are left at home when their mother goes to visit her. Little do they know that a hungry wolf is waiting for her to leave. He disguises himself as an old woman and knocks on the door. Won't they let their grandmother in? The youngest granddaughter is fooled. She opens the door. The little ones are so happy to see their popo, and popo is happy to see them. They're so sweet and plump. One thing is the same throughout the world. A big bad wolf is a big bad wolf. But he's never a match for a clever girl with a plan. And Popo won't know what hit her in this exciting Red Riding Hood story. So what'd you think there, buddy? Uh, I had lots of thoughts. Okay, lots of thoughts. Thoughts that Kate had. <laughs> thoughts that Kate had Our thoughts. Um, here's the first time I've wanted to see an illustration in something that was not there. Okay, uh, explain more. <laughs> okay, so... In the very beginning, Mm. um, the mom leaves. Bye, mom. Right? She takes off. She's taken off. Yeah. And then on the next page, it says that the wolf was watching, was nearby and watching the good mother leave. Mm -hmm. I wanted the wolf to be somewhere lurking (sighs) in. This is so sweet. He is, Kate. Where? Can't you see the wolf? No. Oh, throughout this book, the wolf is hidden. What? There's the nose. This is okay. So this is a two page <gasps> spread. Oh my God! <laughs> the book just got more awesome. Oh so I should explain this. My in the very early spread, you get sort of like panels, and it shows the mom waving on what seems to be a hill to her children. But if you look at it another way, it becomes a wolf. So there are a couple moments in this book where the scenery so the wolf is always very shadowy and hidden, but it is there. Um, yeah, there's. I think there's at least another moment that's like that. Could this blanket kind of be like a wolf? Well, I mean, the wolf's like right there under the blanket. No, maybe I'm looking too hard now. No, well, if you told me there's like a Where's Waldo in this. There's. Thing. It's and you know it's not consistent, but it's always there. Um, I feel like there was another one, maybe at the end, maybe. See things like things Betsy should know, and she doesn't. Oh well, there, that one obviously. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, 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 So the the, the rope has fallen and, and you see uh this tree, but actually it's a wolf's head. That just happens to have little tiny white teeth. So yeah. Oh my so, gosh, that's yep. awesome. it's very cool and hence deserved winning its its beautiful award. Uh yeah, so what are what are okay. other thoughts you had? Um so the mom decides to leave the kids alone mm. overnight. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time she's done this? You would think it's not because if she's doing it, she must be like, "Oh, I trust my kids." And maybe the eldest just got old enough so that she could trust the eldest to be the babysitter overnight. Huh? Yeah. Or maybe there's some emergency with the grandmother. If and you know, she had that there's to, like, and like she had to go. Uh, and yeah, but there's like it's not like they've got like telegrams or anything to in you know instantly alert her. No, I think she's been preparing this for a long time. I think she's like, now's the moment No, because it was her grandmother's birthday Oh, that's what it is Okay, so yeah, so she was like, I'm totally gonna do this But if you know you have a creepy neighbor You're not gonna leave your kids alone She thinks the kids are smart enough not to open the door to a Well, she was wrong Yeah, well, okay (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fair point there Oh yeah, what does lawn mean? Okay, so lawn, a fact that I definitely know (laughs) Uh, Yes, I know because prior to this you and I looked it up uh, just to give away the game So yes, Lon Popo So we believe that Popo uh, is grandmother And that um, No, Popo means wolf Actually, and then Lon we think is granny um, Though I would think it would be the other way around If only because They keep calling the wolf Popo When Referring to And it's, when it's disguised as their grandmother Right? Uh, yeah, so I would say so, Yeah, they keep on calling the wolf Popo. Yeah, Popo is the granny part. Lon would be the wolf part. So, wolf granny. Which, let's face it, would be an awesome title if it was in English as well. I don't know, the cover still scares the crap out of me. Well, it's supposed to! It's going to eat you! But this is a children's book who's gonna be like, Oh my gosh, I'm totally gonna to read this to my child now with this wolf devil eyes. Oh, you haven't, at me. you haven't met my son, who is like, Does this look scary? I once used to... I, I was once working a... Reference desk, a children's desk And a three year old boy came up to me And just over and over he was like I want scary books And you know, that's a challenge Trying to find appropriate Basically anything with a ghost or anything That wasn't scary at all But it looked vaguely like it had Halloween potential That actually would be scary I would not have handed him that one But I did read it to kindergartners, first graders, second graders This was a story time Standby Hmm. I can read that thing a million times. It is a good read aloud, really good. Passes the read aloud test. But here's what I don't get. Okay. So they lure the wolf outside. Yeah. Um, by trying to get it to, by tempting it with uh, ginkgo, right? Ginkgo nuts. Right. So they put it up in, it, it brings over a basket, they haul it up, and then they <laughs> drop it. A, it's a particularly cruel way, but And yes. then they haul the wolf up again, ah, ah, and then they drop yeah. him. And then they haul him up a third time,
1: they that's drop on, him. That's on him.
0: And then it says that his, he, he dies from a, that he broke his heart. Right. What? That is a strange way... Like, he's, like It's not like a heart attack I mean usually if someone not, has broken their heart There would be does. some emotional right. Like he's been betrayed by his children These are not his children So why would that phrase be the phrase right. That was chosen right. For this particular Because it's not really a translation It is an actual folk tale I wasn't sure about that um, because uh, there's a lot of times where people are like, this is a folk tale and it's just like a story they made up that happens to be set in another country. Ed Young, actually Chinese, uh, Chinese-American, and he, uh, I, I actually, oh, I have a handy book here. This is Little Red Riding Hood Uncloaked, Sex, Morality, and the Evolution of a Fairy Tale by Catherine Orenstein. And uh, it's a whole book about Little Red Riding Hood. And so I went to said book, and I said, book, is Lan Popo, uh, actually a story? And yes, Lan Popo is most certainly uh, a story. It is mentioned here very, very, very briefly. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so yeah, it is an actual folktale and everything, but uh, yeah. But I don't know. broke his heart. I just broke his heart. Was... I, and it's not translation. So I don't know why he or. And I know he had help with the words on this. I'm pretty sure his editor helped him with the words um, sometimes. But it's such a strange... Yeah, I've never Couldn't heard Couldn't it... it just say he fell from a very great height and, and died. killed him? Yeah. Yeah, like one would? Right. Well, then it says... Wolves cannot fly. That once the kids confirmed that the wolf was dead... Yeah. They climbed down, they got back into the house, mm. latched the door shut... Good for them. <laughs> too little too late, but all right. And fell asleep... Peacefully. Mm. No, no, no. Mm. No. Pretty sure when you go through something traumatizing, like having a stranger in bed with you, and then realizing that the murderer is in the house mm. and then tricking the murderer and then killing said murderer, mm. um, you don't fall asleep peacefully. I don't know. Have you looked at their facial expressions in this book? These kids are savvy. They that's part of the reason I can read this aloud. They never look scared, even when they are in the bed with a creature that is going to eat them. They they kind of look wary, but they never look, like, freaked out. I don't know. That third one kind of... Young... Yeah, but even then, the, the third one is sort of being like, mm, I am mildly discomforted by the situation <laughs> in which I find myself. They definitely look skeptical. But look at this. They're in the tree. Yeah, they not... definitely... Are, they're getting... They're, they're, they're enjoying this. They are enjoying this. But to fall asleep peacefully... No, and they... After killing yeah. a wolf. Yeah. Well, that's why they're better than Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood walks around and gets eaten. These kids did not get eaten. Well, and then, okay, and then my final thing was, mm. and the, on the last page it says um, that the three sisters told their mother of the Popo and what had come, and who had come. Mm. Um what do you think that mother's reaction was? She's <laughs> like, why did they give you very simple instructions It's just don't open the door? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, what? I'm sorry, your ill grandmother, like, walked all the way here and then, like, got something caught in her throat so she sounded kind of like a wolf and then you just, like, you just opened the door for her? If the book had <sighs> an epilogue, everything you just said would be involved. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, Nope. It ends oh. with us never knowing what the mother says. See, and this maybe it's all for the best. this all boils down to a time when front doors didn't have windows and when houses didn't have windows. at really? the house I don't is- think it has. What does it have? Windows? I mean, because the simple solution. I guess it was. It's dark outside, so even if you don't have house lights. Okay, so there's no windows. No windows. There are no windows on this house, and uh, yeah. But well, you know, because back then. I don't know like when this hut. is supposed to take place, but, you know, you, you you lose a lot of... I mean, it's got a chimney. It's got a chimney? No windows. It didn't try to... This is not Three Little Pigs. The wolf did not attempt to go down the chimney. Maybe it would have if... Well, the front if door three, was easier. It is three creatures in a home with a wolf trying to get in, but as opposed to the three little pigs who are like, no, 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 these girls just open the door. But the drawings are beautiful. Yeah. I really like the use of color and the the contrast between, like, the warmth of the light and then the wolf in the dark blues and the contrast between the two, and then... Well, in the bits of wolf. You get bits of wolf for a lot of it. You don't get a full-on, like, like you do on the cover, but it's, like, a shadow of a wolf or, or the half eye of, the face. of a wolf or half of face of the wolf. Or, you know, it's... And then when they're safely in the tree away from the wolf, that's when you see the full body. Yeah. So, like, when you've got some distance from it. When it's not in your bed with you. Yeah, I really, I like this. I, I might have been read it as a kid, but I don't Well, clearly remember. it was not read well, because <laughs> you would remember this book, I would like to think. Um, So I was trying to come up with, okay, well, first of all, a little background on this book, uh, you know, in this book in general. This book never appeared, you know, when I did that poll of, like, the top 100 picture books of all time? People, like, put the things and we rank them and everything. This does not appear... At all, on on the pole. Well, to be fair, I mean, it's Little Red Riding Hood. It's a take on Little Red Riding Hood. It's, sure, it's not something. It's a folk tale, which is a little different from a fairy tale, a little different from a picture book that would just be a made up story. Like, because fairy tales, folk tales are clearly not made up. Um, but at the same time. Well, this was the problem with the poll So the poll was conducted back in 2012 And it was the whitest dang thing uh. It was just a sea of whiteness uh, People put their top tens Didn't really think much If they had tried to get a little diversity Onto their top ten lists, I think this would have appeared a lot more Because when it comes to Great folktale read-alouds this is, this is my number one This is This is my favorite one to do So I was if- trying to do my homework today and I was going to be like, I'm going to read up on Popo, I'm going to know all about the background of the original folktale. It's going to be awesome. I could not find a darn thing. I went through all, so, you know, my library has a bunch of Chinese folktales in both the adult and the children's area. So I'm going through them. And I, I I guess I kind of forgot the fact that there's a lot of Chinese folk, Like a lot, a lot of Chinese. There's a lot of them. And uh, this one does not come up. Uh I'm going to say almost ever. And one. if I'm going to say one problem I have with this book, he doesn't tell you where he got the story from. Did he get it from a collection? Did he just grow up knowing it? We don't really... I mean, I assume he heard it growing up. But, and I should say, yes, yes, it did appear in this book, Little Red Riding Hood Uncloaked. But when you follow where she got her information about the tale lampopo it goes to this book so i'm like surely this story has appeared somewhere else it is a classic red riding hood tale but i cannot find it at least in any now nah, and and to be fair i didn't like dive through thousands and thousands of collections of chinese folk tales so it could well be in in one book that i just didn't see but i still was kind of like i don't have any background information on this which forced me Forced me to pick up my delightful academic. Wow. Yeah. This this would be the uses of enchantment, the meaning and importance of fairy tales by Bruno Bettelheim. Um, <laughs> there was an unfortunate pause there while I was trying to figure out how to pronounce. And so these, I just wanted to know a little more about the Red Riding Hood motif. If you will, that mm-hmm. that one finds in their in their fairy tales, because it comes up a lot. Um, fun fact, fun fact. I probably should have made this a quiz question, but I didn't. Um, Charles Dickens. You're familiar with Mr. Dickens? Yes, ma'am. He he, he did all those those lovely stories. Uh, he said that Red Riding Hood was his first love. What quote? I felt that if I could have married Little Red Riding Hood, I should have known perfect bliss. We're just not going to unpack that. We're going to let that lie. The let, wolf was dead to begin with. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was the best of wolves. It was the worst of wolves. Please. Okay, I'm stopping now. <laughs> um, so this story, apparently, uh, there are lots of different versions of it. Uh, there is the Chinese version. There's a Taiwanese version. Um, and, of course, you've got your French versions. You've got your uh, two different versions. Two different Little Red Riding Hoods, uh, one originally from 1697 by Charles Perrault. Charles Perrault, what a delightful fellow. He brought us Cinderella and all these great fairy tales. Oh, yeah, I just read uh, on the inside of this cover that this uh, young guy does a Cinderella, Ye, Ye Shen, a yes, Cinderella story from China. That is a lovely one. Well, there you go. So, you know, Perrault did a, a version of Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, where Little Red Riding Hood comes home And the wolf uh, Is in the bed And says uh, Get naked with me in the bed And so they do Whoa. And then she gets eaten oh. And uh, so that That one A little obvious With its metaphors uh, Long later Came the Grimm Brothers And I hate to say it But uh, they were actually A little, a little more uh, subdued And they didn't Usually get more subdued But Around uh, 1812 uh, They did their version uh, actually I had two versions, weirdly enough. But this story is ancient. It, apparently in ten twenty three there was a Latin story about a little girl in the company of wolves who wears a red cover of great importance. Hmm. Unquote. I didn't know it was that old. Yes. So, um I think the important thing about this book is that in Little Red Riding Hood she gets eaten and as her, as does her grandmother, and they are saved by a hunter. Nobody's saving these girls. They yeah. they are on their own. They are they are alone in the world. They don't need no man. They don't need a man. Yeah. They're fine. And they're kids. And they're, they are kids. They're, they're smart kids. Well, smart except that they But the, the initial door opening, yeah. yeah. That's, you know, a lot of fairy tales. There's one of like the seven goats and a wolf who comes and the wolf like powders its paw with uh, flour and then puts it in the window and they're like, oh, that's our mom and they let huh? him in and then he captures them all. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so it's very common to be stupid when it comes to wolves knocking at your door. But, you know. So, uh, yes. Oh, and I just have to give one little shout-out to Ed Young. He's got a new book out this year. He has this, So he won the Caldecott proper, but he has never won it again. Remember, he won it back in 1990. He's got a new book out this year, which is uh, Mighty Moby. Uh, it is his sort of take on Moby Dick. And it rivals this in beauty. It is, if not... It is possibly more beautiful hmm. than this book. So, uh, keep an eye out for that one, people. Mighty Moby. All right, ratings. Oh. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. You go first. Oh, boy. Put me on the spot. Um, My sole objection, as I mentioned before, is that I, even on the book flap, I just, I just, I want some, I don't know. I just want to know where he got the story. Um... I would, just, I would just like to know if he heard it as a kid. I'd like to know uh, what part of China it, this particular version is told in. Uh, is there another book of uh, folktales like this that so you could find more stories like this? Um, You know, back in 1990, they didn't really care as much when they did books like this, so they didn't really feel inclined to put that info. I think if the book originally came out today, they would put that info. That is the sole thing... That is keeping me from a full on ten, so I'm going nine. It's maybe, wow. it's maybe the highest rating I have ever given, but you know why? You know why? Because I can read it to a group, and I cannot stress enough how important that is um, with a book that works both one on one and with a whole bunch of people. So, and that's a rare and difficult thing to do. So, I thought Hungry Caterpillar* was a nine to you, or was, that oh, a was 10? it? No, um, that might have actually been a I think that was a nine point five actually okay, okay, so it's an, yeah, this is up there. How about you, man? um i'm th- I'm feeling I'm feeling an eight Lauren, um I, I don't can live with eight. I don't like uh the fact that somehow this wolf broke his heart <laughs> and that the girls are totally okay with that and fall asleep peacefully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that the mom even left him alone in the first place. however, I do like it better than the original um, Little Red Riding Hood story with yeah the girl getting eaten and then being saved by some random dude. Whereas this is three girls who using their wits use their wits and their wits alone and
1: find and their a way to
0: defeat the enemy themselves by working together. Yeah, and I think that's a good. And they don't. They don't scare him off. They break every bone in his body. Yeah, <laughs> it's a violent. That's why kids like it. It's like, <laughs> it's like we I, want death. And I like, like the Weir's Waldo esque of uh, oh, the wolf yeah. on the in the pages, you know, and um, and it, it is very beautiful. So. Yeah, awesome. So classic, averaging out to an eight point five. Well done, Lon Popo. You are a classic. Nice. Yay! And the people cheer. <laughs> Uh, huzzah. 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 That's totally inappropriate for this oh. particular story. I, 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 well not inappropriate, it just doesn't seem to apply. I don't know what else to I don't know either. Huzzah! Huzzah Huzzah <laughs> So letters time. Uh Ooh. we got we had two feedbacky feedbacks oh. uh on two different episodes. People are still listening, huh? Uh so far <laughs> so good. Good. Yes. <laughs> uh so uh Rebecca, uh I'll just I should probably not say people's last names. I'm yeah. going to do last name withheld. And I uh, was talking, because we you know, we were talking about our Berenstain Bears, and I mentioned the whole Christian Berenstain Bears yeah. thing. She says, uh, check out the Harvest Festival. Not from the Christian sub so full of surprises when you're, say, theme reading with your kid about autumn. Technically, it is. Is from the Christian sub-series But you would only know that because there's a little picture Of a light in the corner on the cover <laughs> But But yeah A um, light? Does it look like Jesus? No, looks like something you wouldn't hide under a bushel Let's say You you would let that shine Ah, I'm sorry, did you literally not get that reference Until no. I got to the No, I didn't Well, How often do you hear the word bushel in a daily <laughs> A bushel and a peck? Uh, and a hug around your neck? I love you, and don't shine it under a bushel. It doesn't work. Nope. It doesn't work for me. Nope. All right. Anyway, that was fun for her. Sorry, Rebecca. Uh, but wah, it wasn't... Wah, wah. <laughs> wasn't our fault. We didn't know. Um, okay, and then... Okay. So, remember on a previous episode, I had mentioned that we got a nice little shout-out on my husband's uh, podcast, yeah. The Secret of the Story. Uh, when I said that, it had been recorded... But it had not been posted. Well, it was now posted. Uh, he does this, of course, with author James Kennedy. James Kennedy, who I mentioned on uh, when we did the Good Night Moon uh, uh, yes, podcast. Oh, yeah, by saying the curtains yeah. moved or two like, or something. We don't get it. Yeah. Okay, so. He, he, he didn't like that. Um, uh, so uh, he went on. No, 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 it's not bad. But he decided he was going to go through a step-by-step analysis of the curtains (laughs) uh, for all interested parties, in which he systematically shows uh, that there is, in fact, a missing bottom portion that appears and disappears. Now, he did this. Oh, come on. Well, you know, credit where credit's due. But then a commenter pointed out something far more uh, haunting. The red balloon disappears and reappears What? I know! Wait, there's a red balloon? Okay, first of all There was a red balloon because it rhymes with room Oh No, it doesn't Well This gets creepier and creepier (laughs) Anyway, there is a red balloon But it apparently, like, flits in and out of existence Hmm. Apparently it belongs to the old lady in the chair why are we doing this in your basement? Well, I don't know. This place <laughs> freaks me out. Usually, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> oh, not for long. <laughs> 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 we need like that Barney Rubble running like <laughs> kind of sound like for right now. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, so that's oh, sorry, James. You're totally right. One hundred percent. The curtain does appear and disappear. Uh, we we could One not see more. it. I am convinced, however, it appears and disappears in certain versions. Of Good Night Moon. What evidence do I have to back this up? None. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, grown-up things we like. Oh. What's a grown-up thing you like? Well, uh, this past weekend, I was in the great city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ooh, that's one of my favorite cities. And we did the State Fair. Yay! We butter sculptures. Did, we did Mall of America. Yay! Butter. <laughs> uh, they must sell it somewhere in there. Um, they. Uh, I, we tried uh, Punch Pizza, which is really good you've ever had it no had i've it. never had it no. but the highlight of the trip for me was the minneapolis sculpture garden yay you you saw the big cherry on the spoon saw the cherry at the on walker the, spoon? the walker art center yep. um saw saint lawrence the patron saint of librarians and archivists i also, tried to be an archivist in that town and and i failed there so. was also clearly a, i did not invoke her correctly him. Him, Lawrence. That may have been my problem. Yeah. He probably didn't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. There, there is a 25-foot tall blue rooster. That I is, don't know uh, if that was there when I was there. No, it's new. Okay. And, uh, but, what I liked the most was that there is an artist-designed mini-golf course right there. Aww. And you can go through the 18 different holes that are so cool. Like one of them is like plinko. you like from uh, the prices where you, where you like drop the ball into oh, the plinko. And I the, know, and bloop. then wherever it lands, then you hit it. There's um there's a one that's like all oh, like curling <laughs> cuz it's Minnesota. Of course. And then my favorite one is at the very end, hole 18. It's set up like a billiards table mm. and you have to essentially play like it's pool and hit your golf ball Around, but you can't get in the side pocket because then it you're out. You know, so. I still miss that town. I lived there three years, let's say, and I I miss that town desperately. It That's was a, really. Cool. It's a great town. So if you go so, to Minneapolis, check out that poppet in the sculpture garden because it is very cool. There's it's, an ice skating rink and a train station and there's oh there's so much cool stuff. Sorry. And butter <laughs> and mini donuts <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, that oh. state fair was just. Fried everything. Everything was fried. All right, so uh, this week for Growing Up Things I Like. um, So if you had, uh, let's say you had a lab and you decided to. Like a Labrador? No, 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 no. no. Dogs. No, no, no. Like a laboratory. Let's say you had a laboratory and you decided to scientifically create the perfect television show for Betsy Burke. Oh. You could do no better. Then a TV show that I have only just started watching um, on Netflix, where it streams, uh, called The Good Place. Are you familiar with The Good Place? Nope. This show is a delight. I say this having had the ending of the first season ruined for me. There was a pop culture happy hour podcast episode where they basically gave away the ending. And they said quite clearly... We're going to give away the ending now You might want to fast forward And I went, no, I would like to hear this Because I just assumed I would never watch the show And then they gave away the ending of the first season And I was like, no, I want to see this thing And it stars uh, Kristen Bell Oh, yeah, this is when she's dead Yes, Kristen Bell is dead uh, And she is in heaven uh, With Ted Danson, uh, who is in charge And But she is a fraud Because they are attributing to her all these good things she did in her life when in fact she was a self absorbed, narcissistic, fairly nasty person, and she's desperate to keep up the farce, even though the person that uh, they have mistaken her for likes clowns, so her entire house is decorated with scary clowns. You would know something about that, having lived in a house decorated with scary clowns. I I lived with a clown. You yeah, lived with a clown, exactly. That happens. Um, you know, it's a thing. Uh she does not have a pot bellied pig, unlike you. Um but it's it's it, it for joke density, very high. Very high jokes, very good jokes. They land consistently. It's like I don't binge and I watched five of those puppies just like in a gulp. Wow. And I wanted more. I do like Kristen Bell. I like her too. i a fellow Michigander. Is she where's she from? Uh she's on the, near the Detroit side. Oh, for her so is her husband Deck Shepard also Aww. from the Detroit area she is flipping her hilarious she is fantastic okay so yep, that's my recommendation cool all right man we did it we actually had stuff to talk about yeah I was worried I wouldn't have anything to talk about with this yeah with uh broken hearts and broken hearts honestly and... peacefully <laughs> <laughs> hidden wolves wherever you look <laughs> ginkgo nuts and ginkgo nuts and ginkgo nuts all right thanks buddy no problem Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse No. 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime. And our human brand assistant and chief interactions analyst is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.